morning, everybody. This is Zach Sadded again. I'm your host, Zach Cooley, and I'm here uh, this morning with author and uh, theater director Glenn Laszlo White. He is from New York and is one of the relatively new citizens of Smith County. Uh, thank you for being with me, Glenn. Yes, it's a pleasure. We're happy uh, to be here to talk about your book that you were so kind to send me. Memoirs, they don't want no stinking memoirs. Stories from the theater, social services, and jail. So you talk about in the book how that you wanted to write these stories down for posterity's sake but you knew that the publishing market was not looking for memoirs. So was this a self-published endeavor, or how did you go about getting the book published? Yeah, I uh, I wanted to write a book, and I didn't want to, um, you know, beat my head against the wall trying to get it published. So I, I had to go pretty much from the beginning to try to get it try to get it in print as quick as possible. And that was pretty quick, but then because of COVID it got held up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um talking with other authors and people I knew, I I found a way to do it. And so go ahead. Did you say it was expensive? No, relatively inexpensive. Relatively inexpensive. Okay, good, good. I I would not be an author were it not for uh, uh, self-publishing outlets like uh, Amazon that require no money up front. That that's the only way that I'm a published author. So I've found those avenues to be very beneficial for me as well. Now, on the cover here is, I would assume that you and your daughter. Yeah. Is that the that was our first day of school. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And I would assume yeah, that... Five years old, five years old. Yeah. Five years. 25 years ago. Wow. Okay. And this is the same daughter that you took to the Bronx Zoo? Um, yeah, that that was uh, that was a story that I enjoyed particularly the way that you were in a it was a hot sweltering day in the zoo and you found a way to distract her and yourself from the thirst by making up a little song and singing it together and it was a very sweet bonding moment uh, between the two of you. And uh, is that the same daughter also that became the accomplished violinist? Well, she just not an accomplished violinist. I don't think she really plays anymore, but um, could play anything by ear. Growing up in a theater family, she wound up playing in a lot of shows. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, um, What is your favorite story in the book? Um, 
My favorite story, I think, is the last story. Uh, Namely, Bob. Yes, and that was one of my favorite stories, too, as I talk about in the article. You have a couple of uh, very loving tributes to, to your father, who was a Holocaust survivor. You want to tell a uh, little bit about the the uh, story about your father naming you Bob? Yeah, you know, it, it, he worked um, six, sometimes seven days a week with a necktie cutter in the garment district. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time with him, but we had this ritual where we would go um, usually to a deli about a mile away in Jackson Heights, New York, Queens. Mm-hmm. And that was our time together um, for the week. And uh, I don't know, it, it was recently, not recently, but maybe within the last 10 years, uh, that I remembered that he never called me by my name. He always called me Bob. And um, he didn't do it around anybody. Which, like, what I deduced from that was that I had no say at all in my name or my brother's name. And that was the name he wanted. Your name. I think here also that you did not like your Christian name Glenn. You were named for the actor Glenn Ford, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and your and your brother was named your brother was named for Cary Grant. Yes. Now, how many siblings did you have? Just my brother. Just the two. It was two of you. Okay. And uh, you know, uh, being. Jewish, you faced a lot. Uh, 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 it was it was tough for you growing up. You know, at times, yeah, at times. Yeah. I was on a borderline neighborhood, so we were a lot of different ethnic, ethnic of that nature. We were uh, shared border uh, of the neighborhood with other. You know, there was this group and that group and all of that. And even with us Jews, there were there were two different groups. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tougher 
Yeah, that, that's what you that's what you were alluding to. And were you in the tougher group or the less tougher? No, group? I know I was in the weaker group. The weaker group. And I and I love uh, the character in the book, Nikki. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about Nikki? Yeah, uh, he just was a guy always lurking in the shadows on the way home or on the way to school, and he uh, he was very threatening in a way. Uh, he's kind of like a, I mean, we were kids, but he, he was kind of like a Christopher Walken type. Oh, I see. <laughs> and, uh, except he talked with a, like a black dialect. Yeah, he talked like an African-American, yeah. Yeah, but he was white. And, um, you know, he, he always he always said he wanted my shoes. He was going to take my shoes. <laughs> I was very, very scared of him. And uh, I've met a few people like that in my life. And uh, you, have, you have to kind of face up to them in a way, but... Uh, And you don't really remember if he took his shoes or not. No, I don't think he ever took them. It was just a matter of taunting. But I did have a Hungarian uh, uh, a cousin who came from Hungary, and he stayed with us one summer. And he whipped all those kind of people in the line. He, he kind of took over. They had like a little gang. And, mm -hmm. uh, after he left, you know, I had like a little bit of a higher standing, and uh, they left me free. Well, that's that's good, I suppose. Uh, that it, that it didn't turn out too bad for you. Um, let's see. Uh, I should mention with the uh, the Bob story that that is where. What you were most impressed about was that I found my own personal connection to your story, and that came with the very last story in the book about your father and your, his special nickname for you, which was Bob. And uh, I have a very special nickname for my seven-year-old daughter. I call her Bubsy. That's just a loving pet name that I just came up with. Her name is Bella. And... Uh, I have, you know, I have pet names for my dog and my wife and my mother and my father and my sister. All the people I love the most have, have, you know, special off-the-wall names. So naturally, Bella was going to have one. So she, so I came up with Bubsy and I, I call her Bubsy and she's getting to the age now where I, we were at a restaurant and I, and I called her Bubsy. She said, Daddy, don't call me Bubsy. There are people here. But, but you know, um, but then we come home, and if I refer to her as Bella, she said, why don't you call me Bubsy? Because she's afraid she's going to be in trouble if I don't call her Bubsy. Usually when I call her by her name, I have, I'm correcting her about something. So, but she doesn't allow anybody else to call her that, uh, and and it's just it's something that the two of us have and share, and is really special. So that that made me think of that. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, I think also you know my parents being Hungarian, mm-hmm. uh, I think they had their own idea of uh, fitting in with Americans, and others were movie stars, and my father was probably just Bob is just such a Right, and uh, you said that uh, your father and I didn't, that your father and yourself didn't get along too well, Um, but I sense a a closeness between you and your father. Maybe it was unspoken, but in the stories that you mentioned uh, about him, I sense uh, a closeness between the two of you, which I think is great. thing was, he, he didn't approve of him being going into the theater. Mm-hmm. He was a working man, you know. Right. And he, he, he's very stable. And, um, and it was a big conflict between us. He showed no interest at all in um, anything that I did. Uh, Theater-wise, all of that on, uh, until a certain point. But um, the other thing is, we didn't get along that good, and uh, you know, my my brother was a material, uh, very successful businessman. He was younger than me, and you know, I, you know, my father would say, I I, I don't worry about him, I worry about you, meaning me. You know? mm-hmm. You know, so I was kind of like the failure of the family. How I saw and how they were to me. But um, I don't know. There's something about him that just makes me cry all the time now. I was with him the last couple of years very much. I, I was commuting from upstate New York to my job services in Manhattan, and then I would stay with them in Queens um, during the week. My family was up in Woodstock, and, um, and, and so I was with him a lot, and, and he got very bleak in the last year. Never really spoke about his experiences with him, but um, he has just had a thing at the end where he would run to the emergency on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. He had thought he had this disease and this disease. He was consumed with his physical um, situation. Condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they never found anything and then all of a sudden they did and they kept him. And then he was in the ICU for uh, ever, I had spent a lot of time with him. He, he was really just asleep. And he was on the ventilator. I think, you know, whatever it was. And he, he couldn't talk. But I could tell he was telling us to not let him live. You know, he was constantly telling us that. And um, but the rest of my family, they thought he was, you know, 
fighting. And they were fighting with the doctor. What was wrong for a while? But I knew he he was consumed with dying. That wanted and uh, just cry a lot. I I I I always cry when I think about Alan. I wrote a show about him. Probably the biggest, and I performed it. I'm not a performer, but I performed it. It's probably my my proudest show. And of any work that I wrote. And um, I had an experience. I was performing this show in an Orthodox uh, synagogue. A very tough room, and had fluorescent lights. You know, there was no stage, no, no ambiance at all. With these very orthodox Jews, and I, 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 I'm pretty. You know, I say a lot of things in the show, and and that they wouldn't approve of. Mm-hmm. So you know, they were so close to me, and with the fluorescent lighting, so I'd have to concentrate. So hard, and I kind of had an out-of-body experience that I felt my father missing on the on the stage, the whole performance. I never had that. I did this show quite a few times. I never had that experience. So it was it was like he was guiding you through it. Yeah, he was like I can't imagine what a blessing that was. And I know that you feel grateful for having that time with him at the end. You can tell that by the way you were writing the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had the show already. I had a booking in New York City. Why? And a pretty prestigious place. And I had to put it off. And and it's not like I had probably had that job for ten years had a booking. So, you know, but I, I, I just was so affected by by the whole experience at the end. And I needed time. Mhm. Well, uh I'm it Sounds like a great show. I'd love to have had the opportunity to see it. Another of your shows that I'd love to have the opportunity to see is that is uh, what I believe is certainly by what you write and what you told me is uh, in Mark's Bud, uh, your story on Thelonious Monk and Bud Powell, the jazz legend. So, um, and you talk about. Uh, the crowning achievement when his relatives were in the audience, celebrities were in the audience, and the moment that a theater director really lives for, and you got that moment. Um, you want to, and we'll probably close out with that story. If you want to talk a little bit about that. Well, I got the idea for the play at Monk's funeral. Fifteen years. Done. And during that time, there was another play which was about 
story that I that I had um, that I had conceived of it at Monk's funeral, and I didn't think I was a writer at that point. No. You might have to clear this up for me. Did you go to his funeral, or you just? Yeah. You did. It okay. was public. It was public. I see. Okay. It was a huge thing. I see. And uh, and and, um, and uh, I mean, I had no no personal connection with him. I did get into his apartment once. I don't quite remember how I did that, but he wasn't there. What what prompted you to go to the funeral? If uh, were you a fan or was that? I just had a tremendous connection to him. Mm-hmm. I had I had worked with his music quite a bit. I, I did a radio drama of uh, you know Neil in Seattle, and uh, I set the whole thing to his music. And I I I had I just um worked with his music. A lot of times, mm-hmm. felt a kinship uh, in, in a way that he didn't make. He didn't really make it until he was in his forties. I certainly had my struggles, <laughs> and I, I related to him in that way. That fact that him even though he was kind of the father of them all, beginning of I wound up a writer, I wound up all these different things and, and, and 
engineering yet, but you know, it's kind of like I got my PhD and all of this stuff. They wouldn't hire me where they would hire a PhD, but I I know that that's happened, and uh, now this kind of a story of of how I wrote that play and how things I had to go through. That writer eventually was my competition. That writer eventually got picked over me a number of times. I watched productions of his show going on while mine sat in the drawer. And uh, but ultimately, I wound up in the place where always began for Mama. And uh, and and I had the people I wanted. I did it totally my way. Labored every minute of it. Because it was so hard to get. But I think the 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 ultimate crux of the book, you know, the 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 uh, you know ending of the story, the happy ending, if you will, is your amazing stick to itiveness and. And uh, perseverance and never giving up. And I'm still at it. I came down here yep. to, <laughs> to retire, but I'm trying to start things again. And there's been a lot of uh, of all the people in the world, uh, you found me, which I. I'm very flattered about. I'm very flattered that you read my Dusty and Memphis play that I, you know, was never sure would see the light of day in, in whatever ever form. And I hope that we can come up with something. Very excited about it. Yeah, me too. So well thank you, Glenn, so much for talking with me uh today. Um uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope um, I, I hope that your theater group will come together well, and I hope that we can talk more in the future about uh, collaborations and such. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Ha- well. Have a great day. Okay. Bye bye.